Right now, vamos kuf tezayin on the base one sixteen b. As we begin a new mishnah again, the overall topic is uh, really about uh, a wife and whether or not she's believed to say that her husband died. And we explain some cases where she is believed, just like we have a certain leniency that one witness is believed to say that uh, a person died, so that his wife could get married to somebody else. Uh, so too. We've seen that the wife herself is actually believed to say that her husband died. There happens to be a few cases where she's not believed because out of concern that um, she she might misunderstand the facts if she's also running away from war or if there's a already significant breakdown of the marriage, uh, so then she's not believed. Uh, but in general, she is believed. And this is a, a certain leniency that we don't find elsewhere, not just with regards to her, but also with regards to the one witness. Um, and our Mishnah is really taking a step back and we'll see that there's a certain dispute, a machlokas between Beishamah and Beishelel, um, about how far we really took this leniency originally. And we'll see that in the end of the day, they, they agree. And the, the conclusion, uh, really, uh, Beishelel ends up changing uh, and, and following, uh, the position of, following the position of Beishamah. Uh, but in the end of the day, she's always believed, uh, we'll see with the exceptions that we've mentioned in the past, but... Uh, other than that, she's always believed. And we'll see that it's really based on a certain story which took place, that the rabbis uh, created this leniency based on what's referred to as a Maisa Shahaya, a story, an incident which occurred, where we felt the need that we have to believe her, that we cannot rely on one, one witness. Uh, before this story, it seems as though we wanted to rely on one witness and not on her, which uh, one could understand that we shouldn't rely on the wife herself to say, that her husband passed away. But based on the story, uh, the Chachamim, the rabbis, came to the realization that there are certain scenarios where nobody else would testify and only she would testify. And so to do her a favor, we said that we will trust her. And there are other examples where the rabbis created a certain decree based on a certain incident which occurred. They saw something happen and they made a, a, made a, a certain uh, decree. They made a certain rabbinic law. And the Gemara, we will see, is will uh, come to compare uh, our law that we have in our Mishnah, which is based on a certain incident, and a different law that uh, the rabbis uh, created based on a certain incident, and we'll see whether or not they are similar. In fact, the Gemara will, will, will probably say that uh, there's good reason to assume that they are not similar. Uh, but that's the basic framework of this Mishnah and the Gemara that we will discuss. So Basil Omer, Basil says, Lo When is a woman believed to say that her that her husband passed away? It's limited to based on the incident that occurred. There was a certain incident occurred which occurred where she was the only one who would testify and we believed her. That was a case where it was all it, she testified and her husband died. All of that happened in the same country, in the same Medina. And it was during a time period of the Ketzir, during the harvest, where the Talmud, the Jerusalem Talmud explains that during the time of the harvest, it, it is likely, I don't know about likely, but there's a, there's a chance, a, a reasonable chance, that uh, because of the heat uh, of, the, of the sun, it causes him to die, or because it's dangerous, because of snakes, so therefore it's dangerous. There's, good, there's a decent chance that he, there, there's, that, that he died as a result of uh, the harvest. And it has to be in the same country. Why does it have to be in the same country? So that she's held accountable for her testimony that the husband will return back to the same country. That there's really this fear factor involved. Um, and so because this story 
has both of these elements to it. We limit, says Beis Hillel. We'll see that he will change his mind, but uh, Beis Hillel, the house of Hillel, is of the opinion, at least at this point in time in the Mishnah, that it's limited to that story. That story uh, happened where uh, the testimony and the death is in the same country, and so therefore there is this element of of accountability, uh, or a higher level of accountability. And as well, it took place during a time where you know, there's a there's a chance that he will die because it's in the heat or because there's snakes around, and so it's limited, very much limited to those two cases, to 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 those two requirements. Beishamai disagrees. Beishamai says no. Amru lahem Beishamai. Beishamai says to them, no. Achazabam minetzir, achazabam minazeis, achazabam minabetzir, achazabam minadil medina lo dibrachacham minetzir el bahove. Happens to be that that's the case, but it doesn't make a difference. It's not about the harvest of the wheat. It could be for anything. It could be for dates. It could be for figs. It could be for anything, really. For anything, um, uh, any situation, she will be believed if she comes to testify. And it could even be from one country to another. It's not a problem if uh, she says he dies in one country and she's really testifying in a different country. It's not a problem. And in the end of the day, Beisilo says, you know what, Beishamai? You're right. And they change, they change their mind. Just... Parenthetically, it's uh, interesting to note that we follow Beis Hillel, we follow the house of Hillel, and the Gemara says elsewhere that the reason why we follow the house of Hillel is because of the patience of Hillel, and how much he wanted to hear the other opinion first, to then analyze his own opinion, and this is an example where he analyzed, he listened to the house of Shammai, he analyzed that opinion, and he changed his mind, he, in fact he changed his mind, and he changes to follow the position of Beis Shammai. So says the Gemara, Tanya, the, the Gemara now Quotes a Brisa which uh, elaborates on this discussion between Beis Hillel and Beis Shammai. Amr lehem Beis Shammai le Beis Hillel. Beis Shammai says to Beis Hillel to the house of Hillel. According to you, Ledevrechem, Ainli alikatir chitim katir soorim minayin. You only discuss the wheat. What about the barley? Ainli koter, boter, mose goder oder minayin. And you only mentioned uh, the harvest of the wheat. But what about everything else? Uh, what about what about everything else? Um, uh, what if it's uh, for the harvest uh, of any other produce? Um, so the Beis Shammai says, similar to what he said in the Mishnah, that I really hold that this was just one example, this was one incident, but applies across the board to any situation, and it can apply even if it's from two different countries. Beis Hill says no. Basil says, no, it's limited. There's a logical reason. It's not just that the story happened to that. There's a logical reason to say that she can only testify about uh, in a country where she says that her husband died. Why? Because there's this fear. Uh, there's this fear factor involved uh, that people will realize, will recognize whether or not she's telling the truth. If it's two different countries, so it's not common for people uh, to, to travel back and forth, and so therefore there is no such fear. Beishama responds back to Basil and says, no, hachanami. No, it's common for people to travel back and forth. And certainly that was the true with the days of the Gemara. Certainly today, <coughs> excuse me, it should be true uh, that people certainly travel. There's many people that travel back and forth and there still is this element of fear. So that's the back and forth between Beishama and Beishela. What was the story? What happened? My Maisa Shahaya, what was the story? Dhamma Vi The following took place. Dhamma Shmuel. It was the end of the harvest of the wheat. 
There were 10 people who were there to harvest. One, a snake bit one of them, Umais, and the person died, one of the 10 died. And what happened? So there were nine other men, nine other men there. None of them went to testify. Only the wife came to testify, and she testified in court at a time where, when the court doesn't believe her. They, the court looked into the matter. They found that what she said was true, and they said, "Ah, oh, we, we, in general, we, we we only trusted one witness uh, to testify that the husband passed away. We wouldn't t- we wouldn't trust her because it's already too close, the wife." But based on this story, this is how some of the commentators explain it, nine others who were present, none of them testified, I guess, out of, out of fear to testify about such a serious matter. So what are we going to do with this, this uh, poor wife? She, her husband died. There's no other witnesses who are coming and willing to testify. She has to come to testify herself. If we don't believe her, so then she cannot marry for the rest of her life, we will have this leniency here to say that we will trust her again, together with the fact that if her husband was alive, he would come back. So she's probably not lying, and together with the fact that if she is wrong, so then, and her husband does come back, so then there's all these massive uh, repercussions where she knows that she doesn't want to get into, her children are memzer, many other many other ramifications if, if her husband's really alive. So we'll trust her, we'll, we, we will trust her to say that her husband died, based on this story. So the Gemara says, well, ba- we, we, this is one example where there was a certain incident which occurred, but the rabbis then came to a certain conclusion and they, they, they made a certain decree. There's other places also where this occurs. And there's other places where this occurs. We'll give one example. The Gemara will give one example. And there's a similar dispute. The dispute between Bishama and Bishalel. We find a similar dispute where we say, do we limit it to the particulars of that story or do we generalize it to beyond just those particulars? What's the example? Maybe the same dispute between Bishama and Bishalel. How far do we take it? Do we extend it beyond just those particular circumstances uh, or not. Maybe it's the same dispute between Bisham Beisela as a dispute between Rabbi Hanina ben Akiva and the Rabbanan. What's the, what, what's the story there? The Tanya. The first opinion says as follows. The case, we'll see that the story, the Gemara will explain the story in the end, but there was a certain story, an incident, where somebody was carrying for the paraduma, the paraduma, the ashes of the red heifer is used uh, for the purification of somebody who uh, touched uh, or was in contact with a dead body. In order for them to become pure, it's not enough for them to go to the mikvah, uh, to dip into a mikvah, but they also have a, a process of sprinkling of the of the ashes of the red heifer it was uh, it was more of a process to become pure. Now uh, they didn't. It, it was a there, there was a certain limit to how much of the of how many red heifers there were, and the ashes. And we have to make sure we have to be very careful that they don't. The ashes themselves do not become impure, or the water that's involved with this uh, uh, with this paraduma. That uh, we have to make sure that it doesn't become impure because uh, if they become impure, so then we'll we'll run out of them. We want to make sure that we don't run out of them. And there was a certain incident where a person was on a boat and it, because there was a, a dead, a part of a, a dead body on the boat, so it became impure. And because of that incident, we had we became super careful. The rabbis instituted, we became super careful. And we said, you can never travel on a boat um, um, with, with, this, uh, with the ashes of this red heifer, with the water that's involved with it. You can't carry it on a boat because, because of this incident. We have to be super, super careful because 
there's a limit to how much we have of this, and we, it cannot become impure. And so therefore, because of this incident, we said you have to be very careful. So what? how careful do we have to be? That's subject to debate. So how careful do we have to be? According to the first opinion, very careful. You cannot take it on any on any body of water. It's not just the yard in the Jordan, uh, but on any body of water, on any boat, you cannot carry it. You cannot carry it lifted up in the air. You cannot throw it. Uh, you cannot swim with it. You cannot be on an animal. You cannot ride on it with an animal. Um, or on, 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 even if somebody else is carrying you, it cannot be in the air. Because the way this thing, the, the way the, the, the ashes became impure is that it, it was carried over uh, a dead, uh, a part of a dead body. That can make it impure. It doesn't have to touch it directly. So you cannot lift it, basically. You cannot be lifted in the air with it. You can't throw it. You cannot be riding on an animal. You cannot be on a boat. You cannot be riding on another person. A person can't carry you with you holding this. It only works if you have two feet on the ground. According to the first opinion, you need two feet on the ground everywhere. You could carry it. There's a leniency on a bridge. It's fine. Uh, But this applies to all bodies of water. That's the first opinion. Basically extending it from the case. Uh, we'll see what the case is towards the end, but uh, based on the on the incident that occurred, he says no. It's it's limited. It's limited to just that the the particulars of that case. It happened with the Jordan, and on a boat. That was a situation, so we're limiting it to that situation. It's not true. It doesn't. Uh, we'll have leniencies. You could you could throw it, and you could ride on an animal. It's very limited to just the particulars of the incident uh, which occurred. So the Gemara wants to say, the Gemara wants to say, We should say that the first opinion here follows the position of Bishama, where it extends it beyond just the particulars of that case. The second opinion follows Bishama, because at least before Bishama changed his mind, uh, where Bishama was limiting. So the Gemara is going to reject this comparison. And the Gemara is going to say, No! The dispute between Beisham and Beisham is not just about there's a certain incident which occurred. Do we base it based on that, based off the particulars of that incident? No. There's a logic to it. There's a logic to it saying that we should limit it to that case, not just because maybe that, that case is just going to be a reminder, let's say, uh, that we should be very careful. But there's a logic to limit it to that case according to Beisham because that, that's a case where there's a fear factor involved, there's accountability, um, there's a, a, a decent chance that the person died. There's a logical argument to make to limit it to that case. Uh, in, in the case of the of the ashes, it's really about how just when we enact a certain decree to remember that we have to be very careful, how far do we take it? So it's very different cases. So the Gemara says, no. The the first opinion when it comes to the ashes and they they were more expansive they'll tell you that no even though we're expansive in that case we could be we can follow the position of Beiselal we have no problem following the position Beiselal here because there's a logical argument to make to say that there's a fear factor uh, when it comes to one country and not to multiple countries so I understand it's a logical argument it's not just saying that was the incident which occurred and we're going to limit it to that incident no there's a reason there's a logic to limit it to that incident because of the fear factor you should have to testify in that in that same country in that same country so that people are are passing through are 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 there and they could hold you accountable similarly uh similarly uh, we could say the flip side also who limited the uh how far we take the rabbinic decree not to uh, carry ashes uh, 
uh, on a boat. He says, I could even follow the position of Beishamai. Why? I can look over Beishamai, Hasam, Lemishim, to eat Daikum Mitzvah. Mali Makum Karv, Mali Makum Rachok. But a Hacham, Misha Maisa, Shahaya, Beyard, and Misfina, to have a Maisa, Gazarabanam, Sharnar, is to love a Maisa, look Gazarabanam. I'll tell you, I can follow Beishamai. I have no problem following Beishamai, who is more expansive. Why? Because Beishamai responded back with the argument saying that uh, it doesn't make a difference whether we're close by or further away. She will definitely look into the matter. And people pass through, she will be held accountable, even if it was in two different countries. I can understand that argument. Why did I limit, says Rabbi Chinin ben Akiva, uh, why did I limit uh, in my situation of the ashes of the red heifer just to the incident that occurred? Because it was really based off of that incident and that we, the rabbis uh, made a decree that you cannot carry on a boat uh, these ashes because we have to be mindful and, and, and recognize that these ashes, we have to make sure that they don't become impure. But I could certainly understand the position of Beishamai, says Rabbi Hanina ben Akiva, and to follow Beishamai that we should um, we should uh, expand it because there's an argument to make that she will be very careful regardless. So Mara wants to know, just at the end, my Maishashari, what was the story? What was this big story that occurred with regards to this, the, the ashes of the red heifer, of the Paraduma? Tam Rabbi Dom Rav, Rav says, There was a person who took the the waters of the of the chatas and the the ashes of the this red heifer, biyarden b'sfina, and it was he he was on a boat in in Jordan, v'nimta kezayis menames tachol bekerkashel sfina, and it ended up happening that these became impure because uh, there was a a part of there was a kezayis just an alzworth of a dead person of a dead part of the body, uh, of a sorry part part of the body of a dead person, which was actually um, stuck into the ground of the of the boat. But it's still, if you pass over it, so then it, it, it makes everything else impure. So there was a terrible, terrible situation which occurred. And the Gemara says, So based on that story, we have this dispute about how far we take it. But based on that story, uh, they decreed, the rabbis decreed that you cannot uh, carry the ashes of the, of the red heifer, of the paraduma, on a boat and in the Jordan. Now, how far do you take that? To remember what occurred. Uh, and to be uh, aware and cognizant of how serious we should take it, that's dispute. That's a dispute between the rabbis, between the first Abinin and Rabbi and Ben Akiva. But the Gemara is pointing out that this is two separate, uh, two separate decrees. One's a decree in terms of remembering the incident so that we're cognizant and we're aware of how, how serious we have to take the, the ashes so that they don't become impure. Our mission is discussing total, something totally different. Our mission is discussing... Uh, will, she, will she be held accountable in a serious way? Will, will people be traveling back and forth? Will she have this fear factor uh, to make sure that she's really serious when she testifies? So that's a subject to, to debate between Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel. In the end of the day, Beis Hillel agrees to Beis Shammai and says that uh, she will be able, people, she will have this fear, she will be held accountable, and she's always going to be believed because she's held accountable. Uh, she will be believed even if it's from two different uh, countries. So in the end of the day, in the end of the Mishnah, everybody agrees to what we originally thought, but uh, we, it took time to get there. Uh, and the next mission will discuss other factors involved with regards to whether or not we believe her, how far do we take uh, her belief uh, that we believe her that uh, her husband died.